What's up? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Water. And this is part two of God-sized goals. And um, you, we're talking about, you guessed it, setting and achieving goals. But not just any goals, God-sized goals. Now, God-sized goals are completely different than a little goal or a you-sized goal, right? Because, like, they have to answer certain criteria. See, not only does a God-sized goal benefit you, but it also benefits other people. And at the end of the day, God gets the glory for all that was done. And so there's a couple questions here that I want to, um, that I want to ask you that will help kind of hone you in on what a God-sized goal is. And one of the things that we got to ask ourselves is that, is your goal inspired by a big difficulty? Often God-sized goals are brought on by some big burden that we kind of feel for people. You know, I was in church on Sunday and the pastor asked, you know, how many people in here are working out? And um, I don't think any hands went up. And my heart kind of sunk a little bit because I'm like, wow, here I am, this this fitness coach, and the majority of our congregation is not working out, is not training. And it's like one of the God-sized goals that I have is that for everybody that loves God to be in great health. I mean, that is one of the things that has, has been one of my desires for a long time and this is the year you know I will do more uh, with God's help to be able to help people get in the best shape of their lives so just to fill you in on Nehemiah's story a little bit more we touched on him last in last episode but you know, we're looking at a book from the Old Testament of the Bible called Nehemiah, written by a guy named Nehemiah. So about 140 years before this book was written, the Jewish people were conquered by an enemy army. Um, they destroyed the city of Jerusalem and burned the temple where Jewish people worshiped God and sent many of God's people into exile. But God promised that one day the Jewish people would return. So when the book of Nehemiah begins, some of God's people began returning to Jerusalem, looking for ways to rebuild what they had lost. But it was a long process. Nehemiah was passionate about seeing Jerusalem restored. But he saw a problem. Although some of God's people were living in Jerusalem, the city walls were still in shambles. So there were two problems, a practical problem and a spiritual problem. Now, the practical problem was that without walls, God's people would be vulnerable to another attack. The spiritual problem was that leaving the walls in shambles dishonored God. But rebuilding them 
would be a sign that their people would return to God and choose to be obedient again. Now, inspired by his love for his people and his God, Nehemiah set a God-sized goal, which was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so God's people could be protected and God will be honored. Nehemiah had a goal, but what about a plan? Okay, sometimes, you know, if we set out to accomplish a goal, we can get stuck. And if you've ever been stuck trying to achieve a goal, don't worry, because we've all been there. But what matters is, how do we get unstuck? You know, what do we do to accomplish the thing that we set out to do after we don't know what to do next? You know, so one of the, one of the things that I tried to do one time was build a tower out of Cheerios. And I don't know about you, if you've ever tried to build a tower out of just Cheerios, um, you're not going to, you're not really going to stack them very high before they just kind of tumble over because Cheerios by themselves they're just not stackable. I mean, they're not designed to be, you know, for you to make a tower out of them. They're designed for, you know, you to be eaten. Put them in a bowl with some milk and and go to town, right? But, I re- but what I realize is that if you use other things like toothpicks and tape and wooden skewers or paper towel rolls, um, you can build a pretty big tower out of Cheerios. And you're probably wondering, like, what in the world does this have to do with anything? But the goal is that whatever it is that God has for you to do, you're going to have to strategize. And sometimes it's going to take more than just the things that you see in front of you. It might take some extra supplies. It may take some extra help, another mind on the job. You know, it might take some some skills from somebody else that you that you may not have. But whatever it is, I want you to go after it and I want you to go get it. So what Nehemiah did. The first thing he did was to spend time in prayer. Not only did he pray, he fasted for months. He was trying to get the instruction from God about what to do and how to do it. So when we read Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 11, there are, there are three things I notice in these verses. And the first thing is that Nehemiah didn't ask God for step-by-step instructions. He knew God wanted him to lead the charge to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and that was enough. He didn't say, I'll just sit here and wait for you to tell me what to do next. He started planning. 
The second thing, by the time he reached the end of his prayer, Nehemiah was already working on his plan. He asked God to help him to be successful in what he was about to attempt. That's very powerful right there. Asking God to bless you to be successful in your attempt. Ooh, I like that strategy. And number three, there's a quote that comes and he said, I was a cupbearer to the king. Now, this is helpful information for us to know, but I think it has another purpose. It shows us, pay attention, that Nehemiah was making note of the resources God had already given him. So as a cupbearer to the king, he had access and influence with the most powerful person in the kingdom. So to sum it up, you can say Nehemiah planned while he prayed. So most goals require a well-executed plan. And before you can execute a plan, you have to have one. You know, while some of us may be more naturally talented than others in certain areas, we are all capable of accomplishing big things. Whether it's building that Cheerio Tower I was talking about, learning a new skill, or changing the world, God gives us all the ability to solve problems and make things happen. But to accomplish anything, we need a plan. You know, what is a goal if you don't have a plan? You have to find a way to get it done. You know, and there are many great goals out there. But it without a plan, it's just wishful thinking. So what about you? What are some goals that you're planning on accomplishing? Is it a spiritual goal? Like spending time with God more regularly maybe it's a mental goal where you're learning something new I know what it is it's a physical goal like trying a new activity or getting stronger faster possibly a relational goal like being a better friend or being kinder to your family what's one of your goals that you have a plan for You need one. Stop wishful thinking and create a plan that you can execute well. So as we read through Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, there are a lot of details. And in these verses, we discover Nehemiah hadn't just been praying and casually planning. He had been preparing in great detail. So the king asked Nehemiah why he looked sad. And Nehemiah had an answer prepared. The king asked what Nehemiah wanted. Nehemiah had a request prepared. 
The king wanted to know how long Nehemiah's journey would take. Nehemiah had a timeline prepared. And since the king seemed pretty open to his ideas, Nehemiah also had a list of requests. You guessed it, prepared. So throughout this process, Nehemiah talked to God in prayer, but he didn't wait for God to do all the work. We have to get to the place where we're not just waiting on God to do everything. We must participate in the promise. Nehemiah used the strategic mind God gave him to plan and prepare while waiting for the right opportunity. Because Nehemiah had prepared in detail for the opportunity, he hoped he would get to speak with the king. And when God arranged the perfect moment, Nehemiah was fully prepared to take advantage of it. And to sum it up, Nehemiah prepared while he planned. And we have to do the same. I remember a few years ago, I had planned to become a competitive um, bodybuilder. And the category that I competed in was, was men's physique, which is more of like your kind of like a beach body type of look versus like your kind of overly grown, more grotesque um, type figures. You know what I mean? So we... Um, we had set out, and I say we because God, had, I believe that God has sent me on this mission to make him famous. And my goal was that I was going to take God into places that he normally doesn't show up. And so when you start doing these competitions, you realize that that God is really needed in some of these venues and some of these places that we go. Um, but that's another story for another day. But the whole thing was that I had planned to become the best version of myself and get myself in the best shape that I've ever been in. And in order to do that, I had to plan my eating out, I had to plan my training out, um, I had to plan how I was going to spend time with my family, I had to plan how I was going to run my business. And for months, it was very, very strict and strategic. You know, wake up at this time, eat this meal at this time, train at this time, spend time with family at this time. And it was just over and over and over again. And, um, and we kind of planned it out. Um, some of it, we had to make adjustments, um, as we went, but at the end of the day, you know, months later of, of doing this, I ended up winning the masters national championships, became an IFBB pro and, um, which is the, which is an amazing accomplishment in itself, but I had to plan for it. Um, trust God and go. Now, I don't tell you that story to brag about how good I am at achieving my goals. I tell you because if I can do it, you can do it too. Now, if you're not convinced, maybe the next part of Nehemiah's story will help convince you. So now that Nehemiah had this plan in place, it was time to recruit others 
to help him make it happen. But at first, he needed to figure out how to deal with the people who definitely didn't want to help. You guessed it. (laughs) Sometimes when you go through things and you have something planned, it doesn't always go the greatest. And there are some people out there, sometimes we call them haters, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to put upon them, um, the opposition. So as we read through Nehemiah 2, chapter 2, verses 10 through 20, Nehemiah gained a couple of enemies during this process. So when you're working on a God-sized goal, that usually happens. But once again, Nehemiah was ready. A man prayed, and he planned. So he was ready to go. Now, he wasn't naive. He expected people to oppose him. He knew to hold his tongue and keep his plans a secret from the people who opposed him. So he was wise about who he trusted. And you need to be the same way. Nehemiah figured out a way to bypass the people who opposed him so he could recruit people who shared his vision for this God-sized goal. He surrounded himself with the right people. To sum it up, Nehemiah planned for the opposition that he knew he was going to face. God designed you, just like God designed Nehemiah, with everything you need to accomplish the goals God puts in your heart. I mean, you've got, you've got you. I mean, we all have days where we feel insecure about, you know, who we are or what we do. But God designed you with care, intention, and purpose. When God gives you a God-sized goal, I want you to ask, what do I bring to the table? How can I contribute? I mean, come on, you have a mind that can think, plan, and strategize. You have a unique blend of skills, experience, and knowledge. You have God-given interests and passions. You also have others. Just like Nehemiah discovered, most God-sized goals cannot be achieved alone. There's a lot we can accomplish on our own, but if we want to make lasting change, we're going to need we're going to need other people. So when God gives you a God-sized goal, ask, who can I work with? I mean, it could be friends and family, Maybe it's trusted people, teachers, coaches, mentors. I mean, you have access to knowledge from experts through books, videos, and the internet. You have access to influential people who can help make things happen, either in person or online. I'm telling you, God has given you everything that you need. He's also given you things. So just like you needed some extra supplies, you know, if you're going to build a tower out of Cheerios, okay, you would need some tape and some 
some wooden skewers or maybe some glue or something to build this tower high. Nehemiah needed some things. He needed transportation. He needed wood. He needed letters. And he needed the king's blessing. You're probably going to need some things to help you accomplish your God-sized goals. So when God gives you a God-sized goal, I want you to ask, what do I need and where can I get it? Everyone's God-sized goals will need different things. But maybe for you, it's money. Maybe you need supplies. Maybe you need an audience or a location to do what God's calling for you to do. Maybe you simply just need a platform or an, op- or an opportunity. You also need God. Most importantly, first and foremost, you need God. And the nice thing about it is that you got God. Now, whether your goal is an everyday you-sized goal or a once-in-a-lifetime God-sized goal, God is with you, just like God was with Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah, God probably isn't going to give you a step-by-step plan for achieving your God-sized goal. But that's okay, because you don't need one. Because you already have everything you need. Like Nehemiah, you are designed for God-sized goals. You have the tools. You have the resources. You have everything you need. Now what are you going to build? Get ready. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But God is with you. He's with you wherever you go. You know, Joshua talks about to be strong and of good courage. And that wherever you go, God is going to go with you. So although you may have opposition, and there may be people and things that are trying to, to stop you from doing what you need to do, You got to still go and get this thing done. Come on now. We're all counting on you. We need you. And in Nehemiah's case, he knew he was made for this. See, God gave Nehemiah a huge task to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But God also gave Nehemiah everything he needed in order to make it happen. When God is your everything, and he provides you with everything that you need, be encouraged and keep going and go go get it done. See, Nehemiah had access to God through prayer. He had his God-given talents, abilities, and passions. He had the resources, opportunities, and connections God had given him. And he also had other people, 
Although Nehemiah's God-sized goal probably scared and overwhelmed him sometimes, Nehemiah didn't give up or wait around for someone else to handle it. Instead, Nehemiah made a plan. Although Nehemiah's goal was extraordinary, he understood the tools he would need to accomplish that goal were ordinary and already available to him. Nehemiah took the vision God had given him, the skills God had given him, and the resources God had given him, and he got to work. Nehemiah trusted that accomplishing this God-sized goal was exactly what he was made to do. And just like Nehemiah, you are designed for God-sized goals too. 